Let's talk about meetings. Your daily Lex. I sit in a lot of meetings, like a lot of meetings. I attend a lot of meetings. I remember one of my first more corporate jobs, uh, was a parent company of MySpace at the time. I was always excited whenever a meeting rolled around because I was mostly like, uh, for my first while at that job, I was a, a web developer and I didn't get to go to many meetings. I got to write code. And when I would get invited to meetings, I was like, cool, I'm in a meeting. Now I'm in meetings all day, every day. <laughs> my job is basically to attend meetings. It's, great. it's a great gig. Uh, and when I'm meeting with exterior people, right? Especially if I'm meeting with, with say talent, right? If I'm meeting with actors or writers, particularly if I'm meeting with comedian uh, actors and writers, comedy actors and writers, I'll get all these words out eventually. Well, but when I'm meeting with them, one of my goals is, hey, can I make them laugh? And I have successfully done so. Um, and I, I won't say that I measure a meeting success by did I get the funny person to laugh? Uh, I won't say, but it's 100% true. It is exactly what I do. I measure me. And so I, I have learned over time who I am as a human. And I know that in a meeting, one of my goals is to is, is to get laughs. And I don't even go into the meeting thinking, let me get a laugh today. But I am a person who provides some comic relief in a meeting. Now, I also want meetings to be productive and important, whatever else. But I will, you know, be the person who sometimes makes a joke. Uh, it's a funny, delicate little dance, balance, whatever, because you can't just be the comic relief. You've got to actually contribute value to the meetings, and you got to know when to add a joke. Sometimes there's a perfect joke, but somebody talks, you know, more on the important meaty topic, and you got to let the joke go. Letting the joke go is very difficult, and typically means that I have to write it down or text it to somebody else so that I can celebrate the joke later. But uh, I do appreciate um, when that perfect moment happens. And, you know, I've, I've made very funny people laugh, and one favorite experience was with John Mulaney. I was in a meeting years ago for a podcast I did not land at a job I'm no longer in <laughs> uh, with comedians John Mulaney and Nick Kroll. And I brought with me um, the producer, Laura Mayer, who at the time was my coworker. And Laura had previously worked at Panoply, a company that no longer exists by that name. <laughs> so um, Laura mentions that she had once produced Malcolm Gladwell's podcast and Mulaney uh, was curious because he had never podcasted before. And he's like, how long, was, was he good right away? Uh, like, did, did, did Malcolm Gladwell get it right away? And I'm like, actually, it took him about 10,000 hours before he was really nailing it. Uh, now, that joke won't necessarily kill, particularly if you don't know that Malcolm Gladwell wrote this whole book where he espouses this 10,000 hours theory that it takes 10,000 hours to really develop a mastery of something. But I was banking that, given that Mulaney was curious about how quickly... Uh, Gladwell took to podcasting uh, that he knew that Gladwell had written the 10 hours thing, 10,000 hours thing. And I decided to just give that joke a shot and say, I took him 10,000 hours. And Mulaney laughed so hard that he had to like pause the meeting. Like he had to like gather himself together again because he thought that joke was so funny. I, I'm not telling it that well now, but I want you to trust it killed in the room, killed in the room. Uh, not that long ago, I was on a zoom with a very well known and, you know, skewing older Jewish comedian. And, um, he wanted to know if we were waiting for anybody else on the Zoom. And I said, no, I think we have a minion now. And he said, ah, I see that you are Jewish. And I said, I think you could already tell that from my heavily Semitic features. <laughs> and I had that guy on my side from the moment that call began. So I don't know. I can't, it's not the right move for everybody, but to not make any jokes doesn't feel like being me. And I think that my success in my career, my ability to negotiate well and to get deals done and all those things is because I operate as who I am. Uh, I try to be really transparent in the sense of you know, open, honest, direct, and I let humor in as a thing because that's how my brain works. I don't 
actively sit there trying to make jokes uh, or trying to think of jokes, but my brain is just doing it constantly. Um, every once in a while, I'll make a really terrible joke and people are like, boy, uh, that's, you know, you make bad jokes. Thanks, people. It's very nice. Um, but I will say I only uh, verbalize a small percentage of the jokes that my brain offers up. I'm hearing all the jokes. You're hearing a very select few of those jokes. Uh, not all the jokes are gems. Some of them are pretty lousy, but I get to hear them all. And my brain is just constantly doing them. I don't know why, but it's how I'm built. It's how my brain is built. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Your Daily Lex. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the surprise January 6th bonus hearing. And uh, yeah, let's get our country back. Have a good one. Lex. Lex.